Are you kidding? I'm a young rager from way back. It's not too bad. What was the question again? <laughs> okay, let's go. Hello, I'm Angela Caterns. And I'm Ian Rogerson. And we are... Suddenly Senior. Oh, my God. How did that happen? I am Suddenly Senior. What does that mean? Is it good? Is it bad? Well, we're navigating that, I think, with this program, aren't we? We're on a journey, Ian. Well, you know how much I hate that word, journey, but yes, I think we are on it. What's great is we're not alone, and it's lovely that you can come with us. That's right. And we'll present fabulous people to you, and they will give you some tips and insights about how they're handling this journey. <laughs> it's such a daggy word, isn't it? Trip. Let's go on yeah, a trip. Yeah, let's go on a trip. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Now the we're talking. Yeah. So strap yourselves in, check your blood pressure, light your spliff, pour yourself a small bevy, and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> guest on Suddenly Senior today is an esteemed <laughs> former colleague of both Ian's and mine. His name is Mikey Robbins. Um, he's had a long career in the <gasps> media <laughs> and he's a, a writer, I understand, a fellow podcaster mm. and of course a comedian. Uh, he's a great mate of my colleague over here, Mr. Rogerson. Mate, how are you? Hi, Welcome Ian. aboard. Hi, Ian. So lovely to see you, darling. Darling, you too. It's, it's been a kitten's age. <laughs> <laughs> so who would have thought? So when you are, we're, we're calling seniors 60 years of age. I just cracked the big 60 last year. And right. how did that feel? Um, it was it was strange, actually, because, you know, I don't want to go down the sea path, but COVID. Yeah. So we didn't plan anything. Um, and then suddenly, you know, restrictions were off again very quickly. So we got together with the, well, you were there, yeah, Ian. Yeah. About eight reprobates for a very long, long ch- lunch. A long Chinese <laughs> meal. In fact, I my what I said was I wanted to eat like it was 1979. Mm. So we went to my favourite suburban Chinese and we had um, prawn toast. Sweet uh, sour oh, pork. Gorgeous. All, all the classics and, and then went to the pub. It's weird. Look, I, I will confess, 30 freaked me out. Yeah. 40 really freaked me out. 50, not so much. 60, I almost felt like um, I'd won a bet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that you made yeah. it. Yeah. I, I felt like I'd won a bet. <laughs> right. It's, a, you know, it, 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 I guess that's part of the reason we do this show is, is, is to blow those sort of cobwebs away of, of what it's like to become elderly, oh, inverted yeah, commas. I, I loathe, I loathe, but whenever they say on the news, an elderly man was attacked, like, what, he's only 61? <laughs> Come on. I mean, seriously, right. if I was in the Ukraine, I'd be on the front lines right now. Exactly. That's right. But, but, but the thing is, when I say I won a bet, I actually literally did win a bet. Tony Squires once bet me $5,000 I wouldn't make 50 and it's double or nothing at 60. So if Tony Squires is listening to that, I'm going to make 70 so you can pony up 30K from your super. You'll never see that, buddy. No. So do you reckon you can be the same person now, Mikey, as uh, as you used to be? God, I hope not. <laughs> I, I, what, you want to be better? Well, I would like to think, I would like to think when I look back at some of my behaviour in my 30s and, and, and my 40s, and my 50s, um, <laughs> I'm not the same, I'm going to be honest here, arrogant turd I once was. Ah. Oh, were you? Do you really think you were? Well, when I look back at some of my behaviour, I was going, yeah, you should have pulled your head in, son. Yeah. Uh, just just looking back at it now, I, I, I'm not a big one for regrets, but I would like to think that, um, I don't like to use the word mature because it makes me feel like a cheese. Yeah. <laughs> but I would like to think that some of, some of my sharp edges have worn off. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, and that's a great thing that's about a good it. That's Age, isn't it? It's perspective. Yeah. I mean, I always maintain if I was in a pub and 19-year-old me walked in, I'd slap him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> 
some women of a certain age, as I'm sure you know, report feeling invisible as they oh. uh, become seniors. H- have you ever experienced that? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, actually it, it's funny because, you know, I've spent up until you know, a few years ago on TV a lot of the time. Mm. So, and also too, for a, a long part of my career, I was over 130 kilos, so I could be actually spotted from space. Yeah. Right. Whereas now, um, I think my face is, I think my main job is I annoy people at shops because they vaguely know who I am, mm. but they can't quite place it. I, look, I don't know, the, the whole invisible thing and, and, and ageing and, and, and attraction and flirtation, I really don't think about it because, well, gosh, I've been happily married now for many, many years. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I'm above a flirt. Yeah. But, you know. At well, our, I think that shows you're still alive, doesn't yeah, it, if yeah, you're flirting. But, um, no, I, I mean, I, 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 I completely understand, particularly in this industry, how ageist it is towards women, always has been. Mm-hmm. It even had to not nowhere near as bad towards blokes, but to some extent it is towards blokes. But but for women, it's 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 it's, it's quite frankly the Australian entertainment industry is Logan's Run. Oh. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's a chip in the back of a woman's neck at thirty, and then they <laughs> yeah. hunt her down for sport. It's the, I mean, it, I mean, it's still to me is a, is a really positive thing when when you know you you flick through the news channels, particularly like the BBC. And you see a female reporter in her 50s and 60s, and even CNN, you go... Well, uh, Christina Mundpour yeah. is fantastic. It all- just gets better and better and better. Who has always reminded me of you, Ange. <gasps> Oh, oh, that's the nicest thing you could have ever said. <laughs> always, always, she's my hero. There's, there's something about the way she talks and, and that slight look that you know you don't want to piss her off. Yeah. <laughs> there's a formidable side about getting it's to always, our age. I'm going to die happy now. Well, you know, it, it, there's that conundrum about life, and I really think this mm. is something that follows you all the way through and you just get to know it better and better and better. We hit a certain age and we really don't get any older, but we realise as we become senior now, mm. our bodies do tend to deteriorate. Ah, see, that's the good thing for me. Yeah. That's the best <laughs> thing about spending my 30s and 40s morbidly obese. I'm actually, You're getting better. I'm actually fitter now at 60 than I was at I 40. Know, you look incredibly youthful, Mikey, as uh, a matter of fact. Well, it's, it, you know, it's been, you, know, you, you mentioned writing. I'm, I'm, my, you know, my predominant thing these days is I write, which also means that I wish I'd found this out years ago. Well, you're right. It's your own timetable. So this summer, I've spent at the beach every day when it's when it hasn't been raining. Mm. Mm. So I walk and I swim, and you know, and um, I typically tap a few lines, and it's, it's isn't that lot. lovely. So this is something you've discovered, you know, later in life that you didn't do as a youngster. <clears throat> well, the thing about writing, Ange, was uh, yeah, I, I, I've written columns, I've written humorous pieces, and my first book actually came from an idea for a um a. TV documentary that I was I was um, doing with uh, I was having meetings with, with 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 ITV, and they passed. I think the only reason they were talking to me was they wanted to put me in the jungle. No. But my agent called up and he said, "Look, I've just had a meeting with Simon and Schuster. Do you remember that idea you had for a doco?" And I went, "Yeah." He said, "Do you reckon there's a book in it?" And I went, "Oh yeah. How many words do they want?" He asked, eighty thousand words." And I'm like, "Well, how hard could that be?" A year later, I found out how hard <laughs> it is. Bashing out something is very hard, and I. I've just finished the first draft of my third. I, and now, the fir- first one was was it reprehensible? No, no. The first one, the first one was called Seven Deadly Sins and One Very Naughty Fruit." That's right. Now, to give it its its wanky um, sort of overview, it's a look of Western food culture through the prism of the Seven Deadly Sins, mm-hmm. which um, basically it's also you a ba- were a wanker when you were young. I'm, 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 you, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm proud to say it's sixty. I can still give it a crack. <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, it's it, it, it's it's about food to me is one of the great um, historical levelers, so it's a nice way of looking at how we've always had the same primal urges, 
like I found the other day that what we would call a curry, mm. a curry paste was being made in certain parts of Bangladesh and Pakistan over 4,000 years ago. So everything's the same. Then the next book was called Reprehensible, and that's about bad behaviour from history. Everything from uh, Cleopatra's vibrator collection, well, dildo collection. Well, actually, there was a rumour that she actually had a vibrator, that she actually had a what was a dildo. Can I say this on your podcast? Oh, yes, yeah, you of just course. Did. I just wonder where she got the batteries from. Well, yes. no, no, no. The rumour was that she used to fill it with bees. And oh, then seal no. it. But this, I but, love that. Well, actually, this is was, sort of dicing with death. Isn't I know, it? it was described by Pliny, but it could have been just sort of Roman, you know, anti Cleopatra, um, you know, yeah, propaganda. Uh, propaganda. Uh, but then I, I went from that from everything right through to the guy who uh, won, who rigged the nineteen seventy eight soapbox derby, so his nephew could could win. So, and there's a lot of Trump in that book. And the one I just finished is called Idiots, Follies and Misadventures, Dumb as Our Constant Companion, <laughs> which is based around the fact that you know, people say that, that uh, humanity's greatest achievement was harnessing fire. Well, after doing research, I realised our greatest achievement was walking out of the cave without spearing each other in the foot. <laughs> because we tend, to, we tend to look at history in terms of great achievements and even great villains. What we forget is the absolute stuff-ups along the way. So that's that's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really enjoy. Let me ask you this, Mikey. Has your um, sense of humour changed at all as you've grown older? Um, well, yes, it has. Um, no, I'm still offensive. <laughs> I, 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 I still don't mind offending people. And you can do that in front of uh, people. You have so much guts like that. But I tell you one thing that, that actually has happened, and I think this is something particularly as an old white heterosexual male who works in comedy, mm. is the landscape has changed. And if you sit around and whinge and moan about cancel culture, then you're just a you're a, a waste of space. Yeah, next thing you're standing outside Parliament House with a flag. Well, yeah, no, no, yeah. The, the, the argument I make is if you look at old panel TV shows in the 70s, there was an ashtray on the desk. Well, we stopped smoking on screen. Mm-hmm. And realising that, and, you know, quite frankly, I was... I was being interviewed with some, by someone last year, I said, you could probably go through back tapes of my material from the 90s and there's stuff that I would go, yeah, I wouldn't make that joke now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so has my sense of humour changed? With the times is what yeah, you're well, saying. Well, I would like to think with the times. I would, and, and as I said, any old white guy who sits around and complains about cancel culture should just shut the hell up. Do young people laugh at your jokes these days? Yeah. I, I had a lot of fun the, uh, last year. I, I, I was at a friend's party and um, her, her 21-year-old son came in with all his mates and some of them vaguely knew who I was. And I don't know, I may have had a, a wine or two. And I was I, I was in gregarious mode and it was mm-hmm. so much fun making these young boys laugh. And, and one of, you know... Not that I've done it for a long time, but when I do stand up, quite often, you know, the audience would be, you know, all ages, all ages, yeah. And um, and it is kind of fun. I mean, like it is weird. Like when you do it, when you are on TV, when you go on stage, you're sort of pre-funny, but sort of when you're not on TV anymore, you actually got to go out and work a bit harder. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but that can be very rewarding though at the oh, same yeah. time because you suddenly look back at yourself and go, "Hey, I'm not bad at this. I can actually do this stuff." Well, it's and you don't worry as much beforehand. Oh no, I still worry much. I, have, yeah. I still, I still worry. But but that's the thing. I'm, I suppose that's the thing about writing too. Is like everything I've done has been collaborative. 
So at the end of the day, you, when you write, you're, you, well, you're pleasing yourself until you give it to the editor. Right. Can, can we also mention podcasting? Because this is something Ange and I have, have kicked off, but it's something you've been doing for a period of time. Heroes and Howlers. Yeah. Yourself and uh, uh, Paul Wilson, and and it actually came from a long lunch at a pub. <laughs> a lot of good things too. The great Tim Ferguson from the Doug Anthony All Stars. Tim organises these sort of well pre-COVID, and, and we're starting to do them again, like soirees once a month. Where How he, fabulous! He gathers like-minded people, and Paul was the, Paul and I were the first to arrive and the last to leave. And I was, uh, I just finished the first draft of my first book, which the second book, so which is a history book, and so we started telling history anecdotes, and it turns out that. Paul's a historian from Oxford University. He's just done his master's at Sydney. Uh, Is this McDermott? No, 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 Paul, no. But Paul Wilson. Oh, Paul no, Wilson. No, 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 no. Paul has many, many other talents. He only works with people called Paul. Yeah. Right, apparently. Makes, makes me very confused for my wife. And so Paul and I, um, over a few drinks, thought, wouldn't it be great if you could have a podcast where you talked about history like you talked about it in the pub? And that's that's what we did. And also, which is really good too because he is an historian, so he makes sure I get the bloody dates right. <laughs> Well, that, that's one of the things about ageing too, isn't it? Uh, you know, have you got your brain power together? I was going to tell you that story, but it was about the – and then you hit that moment where you go, I cannot access that information anymore. <laughs> I, 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 oh, that word. Oh, that word. I, I, I had this one with, with, with my wife. Uh, she'll mention a year or she'll mention when we were living at such and such place and she'll go, what year was that? I'll, I'll go, I don't know. I have no idea. And – I go. Where was I working at the time? She goes. Oh, you were at Triple M at the time. This I go. When was I working at Triple M? I'm not, I knew I worked there, but <laughs> I can't quite sort of figure out what the difference is. I've always been absent-minded. I don't know if it's getting better or worse. But like this, I can spend half an hour trying to find my keys. Mm. But I can name all the Beatles albums in order. Yes, exactly, <laughs> and sing all the know all the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. and oh, all the American presidents. Yeah, I'm, I'm really sad at that. Actually, I, got to, I, was, I was at a 30th birthday party last weekend, and so funny. One of the girls, Tricks. Remember how we used to love the old people songs? She knew all the lyrics to Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire," and that was her party <laughs> trick. <laughs> I just sat there going, "Oh shit." My 30s have actually officially become nostalgia. <laughs> one of the saddest stories I think I've ever yeah, heard that one. Yeah, I know, I know. It was a good party, though. So was that the moment at which you realised that you were suddenly senior? Um, no, I th- actually, look, <laughs> I think one of the things that made me realise I was suddenly senior or suddenly mortal. Um, at 60, I've outlived both my parents and most of my grandparents. Yeah. So I reached uh, my 30s, and it gets more regular, where I now know that once every two years... My sphincter does not belong to me. It belongs to the medical professionals. <laughs> uh, they just have their way with you, don't uh, they? they? It's like just they don't buy you a meal or no. anything beforehand. Well, actually, can I, just, can I say one thing? St. Vincent's Clinic, you're fantastic, but the quality on post-colonoscopy sandwiches has really gone downhill <laughs> in the past few years. But I'm actually in really good health. Mm. But you'll actually start going, well, I should get some tests. Yeah, go up on the hoist. And you start going... You actually care what your blood pressure is, and you actually care about trying to drink less and eat better. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've spent time talking about this already. Yeah, well, well, the thing about the drinking is, you know, let's be honest, I'm, I'm a lush. I drink much less these days. It's not that the hangovers get, got worse. Once you hit 50, that's pretty much terminal velocity for a hangover. But by 60, you know it's coming. 
Yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah, these days, if I know I've got something to do, mm. I'm not going to have a drink the day before. Whereas I used to play right through. Oh, I, I, <laughs> and that's absolutely right. And I, I think all of us have changed like that as far as we we just shrug it off, really. I mean, that, that if would... you've been up all night, you shrug it off and go to work. Mate. And that used to be the great example of somebody who's who's a professional. Oh. It's the fact you just turn up the next morning no matter what you've been doing. Mate, there were times in the 90s where I'd leave the taxi club, have a Gatorade, a cold shower downstairs, a Triple J, and go on to a three-hour breakfast shift. <laughs> One of my favourite moments. All the city people will remember the taxi club. It was about two in the morning, and I was—I was, I was, I wasn't doing the show the next day. And they had the hamburger patty set up in the Bay Marie, mm-hmm. and I, I said, oh, "I'll have one of them." And the guy went, "No, love, they're just here because we have to serve food. No one eats them." <laughs> Don't <all."> eat them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that you even remember this conversation from so long ago. I have real problems with that kind of thing. I, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm dreadful with faces. Um. I am dreadful with faces, but I've been like that my whole life. Laura knows if I haven't introduced her within 30 seconds of meeting something. You don't know that person's name. I've forgotten their name and she's going to jump in and go, I'm so, he's so rude. And but then I've always been like that. Yeah. I, I mean, quite frankly, I mean, dementia will probably just be me moving slower. <laughs> That's right. You'll probably get a bigger audience with dementia, strangely <laughs> enough, because you'll be. Well, anyway. well, the good thing is the other people in the ward, they, they've forgotten they've heard the material before. <laughs> so are you predicting that you're going to end up in a nursing home no, with pro- somebody else looking after you? I don't know. It's weird. Um, we're, we're going through that with my mother-in-law now, who's in her 90s, and it's, it is quite... Confronting. It is very confronting. Mm-hmm. I, I know you've been through it with yeah. your mother. Yeah. And me too. Yeah. Um, um, and as I said, both my parents were, were dead, you know, long before 55. So, wow. you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't go through that. I don't know. I mean, I mean, do you guys actually sit there and play How Am I Going to Die? No. No. I, I don't. I, I just carry on regardless. Somewhere along the line, I'm hoping a strike of light, lightning will hit me and that'll be it. Well, I, I always sort of, um, you know, uh, assume it'll be an ill-planned bungee accident. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, interest- where the elastic's just a little bit too long. Yeah, I've put on a little bit too much weight. Well, it's an interesting thing, though. When when you get to our age, when it, you get to our age, friendships are really important because there are friends of yours who's, who have dropped off the perch. Yeah, and it, it's it's something that makes them, I think, even more cherished. Whereas you do, do tend to take them for granted when you're at a younger age. Well, actually, when you are young, and if you lose a mm. friend, it's usually due to an accident. Whereas once you hit your fifties, you lose friends, and it's 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 often due to illness, which has has taken some time. Mm-hmm. So you do get that sense of 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 mortality, and um, yeah, you do. I uh, find I hug more. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then do you delete them from your contacts, or do you keep them there forever? I have two friends who've passed away, and I will not take their numbers out of yeah. my phone. I've still got my mum's in there. Yeah, I've still kept all mine. I'm, I'm hoping to get a call. <laughs> I'd be scared shitless if Rebecca Wilson called me up. But, 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 but I, 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 I couldn't delete Beck's number and I couldn't delete Adam Cullen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't do it. Mm. Mikey, it's been such a pleasure having you here today. It has been a delight. Thank oh, you, darling, for sharing your senior seniority with us. Yes, and if you could do me a favour, just help me down the stairs. <laughs> Please like and also subscribe. Thank you for listening. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. Leave a comment, as long as it's nice. (laughs) If it's not, that's right. Fuck off. (laughs) See you next time, Ed. Bye. And I want wine with my meds. (laughs) 